What's up guys, Dan here. Real quick note before we get this episode started. Since we have recorded, of course there has been a trade that affects what we were talking about. That has been something that has happened kind of on the last two episodes we did, and so I thought I'd finally kind of do a little intro to talk about it. The Panthers traded Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater, to the Denver Broncos. So that clears up space for Sam Darnold to not have to worry about kind of Teddy sitting behind him in the shadows and worrying about that granted i would say that also leaves room for them to then draft a rookie and have plenty of room to develop him and not have to use a roster spot on teddy and then the broncos also announced that they are also still in the quarterback market so teddy bridgewater (laughs) drew Locke, and potentially a draft pick there So I just wanted to mention that, you know, that's kind of something that we have to deal with with a self-produced podcast, but these are the breaks. So enjoy this episode before the draft, enjoy the draft itself, and of course, enjoy our theme music by my friend Ian Abel of the Ian Abel Band. What's up, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes and Pancakes. I'm Dan Bauer, and with me, as always, is the Olivia Coleman to my Anthony Hopkins. Okay. I think Olivia Coleman is fucking dope, so. What's fun is I was re-watching the movie Hot Fuzz the other night. She's in Hot Fuzz? She's in Hot Fuzz. So it was just funny to, like, see, like, oh, she's an Academy Award winner now. Dude, I love Hot Fuzz. I mean, I think I've seen it twice. But yeah, apparently she's the cops in the in the new town. Oh my god, she is now that I'm like picturing the movie. Mm-hmm. But she's yeah. So it was still just wow, wild man. to know, just like you know, she was in this she was a small bit part in this like British comedy that is one of the bigger like stars working right now. Oh yeah, she's like royalty right now. <laughs> uh, did you guys watch the Academy Awards? I did. Did you um, guys hate them like the rest of the world? Dude, I th- we were just talking about this before we went on. Like, I feel like depending on what my environment is, is where I stand usually. But I would say in general, I'm usually in the middle of things. And so I would say I am. It, but you saying that the rest of the world hated it, I guess I'm towards the other side of it then. Could be. The ratings came out and they had 9.8 million watchers. And that is it. And it's so sad to me. But I also think it's just kind of this year. So, like, I'll be curious to see where it ends up next year. And or the pandemic will also take out award shows. Because, like, Golden Globes only had, like, four-some million, I think. Are you someone – so I watched two and a half of the movies that were nominated. And – What was the half? I caught half of the Chicago 7. Okay. But I would say that – Would you agree, because I've heard this from people that are big movie watchers, that it was a down year for movies? I mean, yeah, but that would be naturally just because there are so many movies that were pushed release date wise. Um, And also being that the pandemic, like it, yeah, like it was, it was, it was just strange. And nothing was in theaters. To a friend that a lot of times some of these big movies, they happen because people have emotional attachments to them. Mm-hmm. from like the communal aspect of like movie theaters and just for whatever reason but like no one had real emotional attachments to movies this year 
Gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes sense. There's so much other shit going on. I know. Yeah, no, that's that's so fair. As far as this Oscars go, I'm sure you and I were somewhat in the same boat. Where like, I was cool that they were trying some shit different because I, you're yeah. gonna try shit different any year. This is the year, you know, like the grand, the Union Station aspect of it, and the I like that. Yeah, it was cool, but like to <laughs> to move Best Picture not as the final winner is massive but my theory is and i'm sure most people think this now too is that the the, the reason they did that is because the final award would have then gone to the favorite the whole year chadwick boseman cool got it but it didn't and so it just ended on the only person that was not in any of the satellite sites in the entire ceremony basically Crazy. Like one or two other ones so the oscars ended with a headshot and a thank you good night and so the strange. whole yeah, the whole thing I just look at is it's a bad look. I've realized that's a lot of things I do now because I never want to like get pissed. No, off. you know, because no nobody's perfect. And as as much as you can plan for something, I mean, you know, like things can go off from what you think, right? Mm-hmm. Like anytime you're creating something and especially live, like that's a possibility. But you've got to prepare for kind of everything. And the fact that they did that, that had to be because they expected him to win. That, that had to be the only reason, right? Yeah. And so though the other thing though is like for me, because all you know, all I do is follow that shit, is like I knew that Anthony Hopkins had some real late push going for that. And most people think he he was the best performance of the year. You know, it's just- I heard I have some I saw a couple tweets from people that I respect very much so that said that Bozeman's performance was one of the best performances in the past decade. And that it was that as phenomenal as Anthony Hopkins was that, and I didn't watch Bozeman, so I couldn't tell you, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you did. He was good. He was big. He was big in this, in this spot. Okay. But like, he's um, in that particular movie. And we were having this conversation. I was with the Howlers too. And we watched it and we were the argument of like, do you give something to someone because of extenuating circumstances or like outside reasons? And I said, that should never be the reason you do it, but you can't expect people not to be thinking about it. And you can't mm-hmm. expect that not to sway an opinion. And I was like, if you're between Anthony Hopkins and Chadwick Boseman, like, and I'm voting, I don't know many people in my circle, at least, that wouldn't, if you were like, God, I can't decide between the two, that you wouldn't pick Chadwick Boseman. I just it's tough because, like, if you think that Hopkins was the truly better performance, like, that's fair, though. That, yeah. But it's- no, I would say that's fair. But if you're like, I'm just saying, like, if it's so close that you can't decide, like, something tells me that you're, and like I said, he, it wasn't like he didn't deserve it. I would have if- voted Chadwick all the way, by the way. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was something where it was like, well, it was good, but Anthony Hopkins was definitely better, then I get it. But if you're, I mean, he was the favorite too. That's the weird thing. He would not only was the he biggest, the biggest like betting favorite of almost any award. So not only is he the betting favorite, but then he also just died. And like it goes back to when I was saying to Gwen about like she loved and not loved, like really loved, but like she appreciated from an artistic standpoint, Nomadland. I understood the art behind it, 
but didn't enjoy the movie. And to me, and maybe is it not being an actor and not like getting it, like I always think the best picture should be have high entertainment value. And I get that it was important. I get that it was unique, but I just personally was like, that's not a best picture. Nomadland was good, man. It uh, what Frances McDormand did was insane. That that I 100% agree with. Yeah, like she deserved to win that Oscar. It was cool for me to see some stuff because they shot that in like South Dakota, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But what I how I explain to people is I left the theater on that one being like, did I like that movie? And then all I did was think about it for the next three hours when I was at the gym. So I'm like, I think I did. But for me, man, my movie of the year was Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I agree. I was, and I knew it was never going to win, but like that, out of all the Oscar movies, that was by far my favorite. Interesting. Daniel. A lot of people said that, and so I heard. I think Kalu. You like so you watched all of them, right? I watched most of them. I didn't see The Father. Did you watch Promising Young Woman? Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. This was great. It was interesting. Did you ever see Leah McKendrick's MFA? I did not. That one is. And I get that that's not the reason, but like it, you feel like saying like promising young woman ran because, or was able to run because I don't, I forget the saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I remember reading like some stuff about that movie when you guys went to the premiere and it's like, yeah, she was doing a very similar thing with it. It was cool. I mean, all of it was real. And like, yeah, promising young woman was phenomenal to me. I thought uh, Bo Burnham fucking the best use of Bo Burnham in a film yet. My God. What else has he been in? He had a bit part in the big sick. He was like one of Kumail's comedian friends. He directed obviously that movie eighth grade. Okay. Right. That was really good. But other than that, it's just, you know, been like his stand-up career. Yeah, no, that's what I know him from, basically. His Kanye bit is one of my favorites. So. <laughs> anyway, let's get yeah. to sports. sports stuff. Sports. We are a few days away from the NFL draft, which mm-hmm. is one of our favorite things on t- TV. It, it really is. I <laughs> think I enjoy it just as – I was going to say for a second more than the Super Bowl, but just as much. It's not true, though. What? The Super Bowl is way better. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> There are times the Super Bowl is way better. Are you telling me that the Super Bowl this year was better? Than yeah. The I disagree. I didn't think the Super Bowl was like it this year. Fuck you mean. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. I, it was cool. Dude, I love the Super Bowl. But it's and, – and really, I love the event of being around people. But as far as the how good the entertainment – to me – and, and I'm weird, but, like, I fucking love the draft, man. Just sitting around, waiting 15 minutes apart for picks to come in. It's, it's just the – maybe it's because of the psychology of it. I'm a psychology dude. And I love to see the why. I just love to fucking see the why and, like, watch these dudes with billions and billions of dollars make decisions. Like, these owners and GMs that are making these decisions with more information than you should have on anything – yeah and still getting it wrong it's fucking awesome to me <laughs> it, yeah and i listen to ryan Rosillo all the time and he kind of did something on his last pod where like 50 percent of all first round quarterbacks are bust and it just shows that like there's so many people doing it uh-huh. that there's just so many things that can contribute and it's that don't that's the difference though is that they're looking at they don't know exactly what contributes to it so they're like well if we don't know the few things that are going to determine let's get every bit of information and use that but there's so much that you think 
has to do it and it doesn't. So that fucks with your head too. Agreed. Because you look at, there's a few things that have changed now to like where the rules are turning. Meaning you got to keep in mind, like let's say a decade ago, you don't want a dual threat quarterback. It's a liability. But I would argue now you have to have at least somewhat of a dual threat aspect to like work in the league. And 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever the fuck, does Kyler Murray get drafted number one or even in the first round because he's so small, you know, small, he's like my height, you know? Right. But also he's a dual threat quarterback and he just goes out there and he, you know, we'll see what he ends up being, but he has a sign, you know, even Russell Wilson, the fact that he was, he was drafted in the third round. He's the one that started it though. Like Russell Wilson's success and that maybe not started. I mean, Donovan McNabb, but then like, you know, Donovan gets drafted, but it, wasn't he in first round? Yeah, he was, but top three. Or something. Yeah, Donovan McNabb, because he came out of Syracuse or something like that. So Russell Wilson came, you know, third round, and he he did the whole he walked so the other people could run analogy that you just yeah. see. Is it but, that they ran? I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, no, and no, it's also it. like because you and I don't know what the fuck we're talking about when it comes no. to talking about like college quarterbacks because. You know, like even for you and I, we didn't even barely watch college football this year. Right. So, but I've always had this weird, you know, my, my football bro theory is just like, if guys win, that's a big thing to me. And I just remember, cause Russell Wilson was at NC state then transferred over to Wisconsin for his senior year. Mm-hmm. And he just kicked the shit out of everyone in the big. I remember team. you talking about that. And you were and like, like, I was a big fan. Yeah. This guy's going to be legit as fuck. And I just knew it. And so when he went to the third round of the Seahawks, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Granted, I will say that on that note, you know, I also said that about Hopkins. Uh, Watson? No, the Hopkins dude out of uh, Washington football team. Keep wanting to say Deontay. Oh, Dwayne. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. There it is. God. And that one didn't work at all. But then also, I'm also saying, I've been saying this about Justin Fields in every single like draft person out there keeps sliding. But like, is, you know, is there a certain aspect to the dude just went out and rolled everybody? Or is it to where like teams such as Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson are such factories at this point in time that their guys can naturally throw up those good numbers and roll everybody? Then why is Mac Jones getting all this love? <laughs> like, uh, because, but a lot of people think Mac Jones is legit. I mean, a lot of people thought Justin Fields was, and he still could be. Again, we have no idea. I don't know, man. It's it's super weird. And then you get there's always the one or two from the you know Division two school, like or like the school from either North Dakota or Montana or fucking Wyoming that everybody's just gets a hard on for and it sometimes works and it sometimes doesn't Josh uh, is a great example because yeah. like, was this his third year in the league right he just took an extra year to develop then and that's it but that was another dude came out of wyoming big body everyone loved went to buffalo and even that's to a scenario where you wouldn't think that it'd work but like right. normally people in even two years ago you wouldn't have thought that this dude has a shot but it just oh. like he it just kind of clicked for him and yeah you know now a lot of people are thinking that the uh not a lot of people <laughs> mcshay who i've listened to recently has heard that they might try to move up a little bit in the first round to get etn the running back from clemson oh wow those two up i know and then they got digs they got that awesome defense like 
and just McDermott's a sick coach. Yeah. No, they the the Bills are young and yeah, they they look like they're poised to make some moves right now and they're they're trying to win this year for sure. I mean, after last year. But it does go to the fact that like does if Josh Allen doesn't make a Super Bowl in his career, is he a bust? No. Okay. It's it's just an interesting thought to me when you start to think about what quantifies a bust. Does it matter where you get drafted? Yes. And what you do, right? So like, well, okay, does, is, does someone end up being a ten year starter? Because then that makes that that pick so worth it. But like, does it? Here's a question, right? Is Jared Goff a bust? He's leaning towards the other side now. Of not being a bust or being of a bust? being a bust, even though he made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, so did Rex Grossman. That's fair, but I don't know, man. It's just I guess it comes down to just whatever your perception of of what their expectations were and how they. I would say that there's busts and then there's big old busts. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, big old busts are the obvious ones, but I think there's just some things in the middle that we're just not sure of, like you know. To me, if you're someone that was drafted in the top 10 as a quarterback and you don't have a Super Bowl appearance on your resume by the time you retire, that can't be a like, and I wouldn't call you a bust by any means, but I would say like that can't be something that like people expected out of you. Like you've got to expect more than that. But I don't know. It's tough because it's also like, you know, Rogers just, can't keep getting back to the Super Bowl. Totally. But he's still able, he's able to break yeah. through. But like, that and I guess you're right. It, you do look at like, you know how great he is. And a lot of that comes down to the Packers just fucking it up for him. Yeah. You know, because like another interesting comparison is you look at like Mariota and Jameis that one year. Like, would you label That's either right. of them as busts? Yeah. Maybe not, but yeah, where they're drafted, totally. They they did Damn not it. again like I still got all the faith in the world like totally but the dude didn't did he even make up the playoffs ever? Uh, maybe. I don't think so, dude. He did throw for thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions and five thousand yards. Great. <laughs> I don't know as as the number one pick. That's a bust to me. So, but like I think that he's shown better than Mariota. Yeah, but Mariota made a, made the playoff. I mean. Okay, it comes down to like, do you look at, is it the eye test or is it winning and accolades? Is it yards and like what your stats are or is it what you do with your team? Because, and I think for a QB, it's looked at as such a leader position that even if you're somebody that's a game manager, like you have the ball in your hands every play. So whether or not you throw for 40 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, like you, you know, you're running the offense and that's, you're the captain of the ship, man. So it comes on you. I don't know. The Super Bowl thing is just I won't I won't ever use the Super Bowl thing as to labeling busts or not. Because you know, if you like Drew Brees only got one. Well, going back to at least your thing on Jameis, right? Is I believe, and I look at this especially in basketball, uh-huh. whereas I get it's a team sport, but if you can't take any team to the playoffs in a sport. And the only exception might be like baseball because of how extensive, like extensive it is. Like you could be like, for instance, the best player fucking ever like trout and 
get knocked, like not have a playoff win by now. And that's not his fault. But I think when it, I think when it comes to football as a quarterback, especially if you can't take your team to the playoffs, then how good are you? <laughs> like Peyton Manning was able to do it. And then the second he's out, that team wins like one game, you know, Andrew Luck was able to take that team to the playoffs a bunch. That's you know, it. I'm not saying I was just Andrew Luck, I thought had no help at all. Yeah, and was exactly. That's what, him to the playoffs. So you could say whatever you want about Jameis. Like, even if that team was crap around him, which it kind of wasn't when you see like. They won the Brady Super Bowl the next it. year. So I don't know, man. It's weird. I did want to mention one thing before I forget, which I thought was really interesting. I heard a stat yesterday that only three first round quarterbacks have ever won a Super Bowl in the past 11 years. Ooh. Who would those be? 10 years. Let's go 10 years. So it's Ben. Ten. No, he has not won a Super Bowl in the last 10 years. Has it really not been 10 years? No. It was his last Super Bowl was 2008. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of Patriots ones in there. Yeah, that's that's probably most of the reason this stat happens. But here's yeah. here's another clue for you. Only one of them was a starter. Oh, <laughs> right. Who's the starter? I feel like I should be able to get this because it's not Matt Ryan. They didn't win. God damn no. it! Won Super Bowls. Look very recently, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, <laughs> the other oh, two, the other two are Blaine Gabbert this year. Yep. And Carson Wentz in 2017. Oh, bummer for him. Yeah. So that is the only three first round quarterbacks in the past 10 years. You know what? Last that have been drafted in the past 10 years. My bad. That's what it was. Cause I was just like, wait, Joe Flacco was the first round, and so was Eli. Okay. Case in point, not many first rounders make to the Super Bowl. Like, you even look back or win the Super Bowl. You look back, it's basically like Peyton, Eli, Ben, Aaron, Drew Brees, Joe Flacco. Huh? Drew Brees is a second round. Was he? Yeah, you dumb son of a bitch. There you go. Then And then Patrick Mahomes. So six since looks like. Elway in 98. Love Elway. Yeah. And point, point being that like a lot of people put stress on quarterbacks in the first round. With that being said, the reason why I think lately we're seeing such this like, oh, wow, 10 quarterbacks might go in the first round. Not really, but you know what I mean? Is because you're taking like a lottery pick. Or you're taking It's like the lottery. And if Absolutely. you hit, you're set. Like you've got to feel like the Cardinals feel like they hit. You know, the Chiefs obviously feel like they hit. The Chargers now probably feel like they hit. The Bengals feel like they hit. And I think teams want to get in on that because if you're not, you have a lot to overcome. So the other interesting thing, too, is we're seeing teams are almost damn near down to try it again in two to three years. Yeah which didn't happen in the past. And again, Rosillo brought up the fact that you remember JP Lossman with the bills and how he started yep. for like four years. Yep. And so, you know, you saw that the Cardinals made a change after one year and you saw that how they give far, up on quarterbacks quick now. 
how far Wentz fell so quickly. And then like, even people are like saying that the Eagles could still, could still draft a quarterback. And it's just, you're seeing crazy things out there. There are so many teams that, and that's what I think it's coming to why so many are getting drafted early is because it used to be, okay, let's say you're the Steelers. I think they're at like 20 something. Right. And you want a quarterback because you're pretty sure Ben's retiring this year. Has he committed to retiring this year? Or are we just all pretty? He's just, he's playing this year. That's about it. Yeah. So you're the, you're the Steelers. You're like, cool. We've got to look to our future if we don't think we have it on the team. And so you look and you're like, wow, there's, you know, a couple guys that at least maybe we can groom this year behind him. So there's some, some possibility in the past when guys held, when teams held on to their quarterbacks this year, you'd be like, okay, in the first round, I can draft one of those top five, maybe even top three guys, because it's not like everyone's going to draft a quarterback. But now the fact that teams are like, not our guy next, not our guy next. It's like, fuck, we got to get in and get, get a dude. But maybe the Steelers already have their guy with Dwayne Haskins. Mm, (laughs) Don't call it a comeback. Uh, I'm curious if like, you know, it was like kind of when the the chiefs moved up to get Mahomes. it'd be sick to just like, we're watching Thursday. Then all of a sudden it's like, you know, with the eighth pick now the Steelers have, and they're able to like swoop in and get like Justin Fields or something. I mean, if you look at, so in the top, we were having a discussion before in the top 10, right? There are one, two, I mean, I don't know, man. There's a couple teams too that like, if they draft a quarterback, it would definitely be like, oh shit, but it wouldn't be like super far-fetched. And I guess, especially after what the Packers did last year, fucking anything's possible, but you've got obviously Jacksonville and the Jets quarterback, right? Yeah. There's 99% sure the Niners are going to go quarterback. Yep. There's the Falcons that probably may not go with the fourth pick if they don't like the guy, but you got to assume they're going to get a quarterback. Actually, everything I'm hearing is Kyle Pitts is going there. Wow, really? Mm -hmm. I want to kind of say this for the rest of the podcast to keep in mind, but anything that's being said this week, I I would take with a grain of salt. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, I would watch out for them to either trade that pick and or go Kyle Pitts. I think if you're in the top five right now, unless you are like, I heard Cincinnati might get, what's his name for Burrow, the dude from LSU. Yeah. So either Jamar Chase and or Panay Sewell, the left tackle from Oregon. And so if you are sold on those guys, that's fine. But the fact is there are so many quarterback needy teams, as I'm going to talk about now, that the leverage that a top five pick right now has, because there's a consensus top five quarterbacks that teams want, is you you have a gold mine right now. Mm-hmm. Like, because you've got Jacksonville, New York, San Francisco. Whether Atlanta takes a quarterback there or not, they're going to take one in the first two rounds, I would assume unless they're really sold on Matt Ryan, which fine, but that's a possibility as quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a possibility. The Dolphins, you would think no, but like, who the fuck knows? They, there's been talk that they were willing to trade to us. So possibly, I know Detroit just got Jared Goff, but they may be drafting a quarterback. 
Carolina just got your boy from New York, but I don't know. Love me some Sam, Sammy D, Sam Darnold. Would you but be shocked if they drafted a quarterback in the first round? No, and I was going to say there's been a few people talking about how they might just because Darnold's on a relatively cheap contract so they yeah. can play him out while also getting yeah. someone ready. And watching what the Cardinals were able to do with, with what's his butt from UCLA, just trade him the following year. Like there's, you can trade guys. So like getting a quarterback, just, you know, it's not the end of the world, Denver. And so top nine, I just mentioned eight teams that could draft a quarterback and that's in the top nine. And then you go beyond that Dallas and New York probably won't, which is crazy to me that New York's not even considering it. I know they're just, they still have a hard on, for Danny Dimes, which fine, whatever. I mean, um, that hard on can only last one more year. I think so too. Yeah, Philly, right, is quarterback possibility. Chargers won't. What about your Vikes, man? That'd be sick. Do you think they would? No. But that. How long sick. is Cousins on contract for? One more year, two more years, something like that. Because he just signed a recent extension. Okay, so probably not. But then you've got the Patriots, which everyone thinks it will. Um, or the Cardinals won't. Shea's talking about how he's heard a couple times now that they may even trade down. Like, down in, later? Yeah, in true Belichick fashion, man. I don't doubt that he would. I know. Because he might like one of the guys that are six and seven, like I do. Anyway. Wait, who do you like at six there. or seven? We'll get, to, we'll get to that in a second. Let me finish mm-hmm. this real quick. So you've got the teaser for later. Yeah. The Patriots and then the Raiders are probably going to draft a quarterback, especially since Gruden fucking loves him some quarterbacks. Does yeah. he have like seven on the roster like all the time before the know. season starts? I don't know about that, but yeah. You know, uh, obviously not not obviously. Isn't shown to be the guy. Mariota's a sick backup, but... Uh, you've got... So after that, you've got the Washington football team and need of a quarterback. They're set with Fitz. Forever, right? Um... <laughs> The Bears, uh, I know the Red Rifle is probably going to save the day there in Chicago, but mm-hmm. something tells me they're going to go quarterback. And then the Colts, I don't know, man. Unless, you know, Reich is really sold on Carson Wentz and just thinks he needs to get him back under center. But, like, that dude might be broken still. We don't fucking know. He might, but they're going to allow him a year or two, especially after that trade. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Titans won't. Jets will already have gotten one. And then the Steelers are 24. Jacksonville already have gotten one and the rest, like maybe the saints, like probably not in the first round unless, I mean, maybe they do. They would be a trade up team though. I feel, I feel like the saints and Steelers could be trade up teams. So, so looking at all that, you're just like, there are so many teams that could draft a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that to me is just exciting. I I agree. Anyway. Yeah. That being said, if you have a top five pick and you are not getting a quarterback, fucking trade it. <laughs> if the, the feelers are out there, definitely. All right, so if you're thinking that all those teams are going to potentially draft a quarterback, now I need to get to who's your rankings for like six or seven that you like? Well, let's let me start with this, right? Who do you – who is your – let's take off – the first two guys, right? I would assume those are your one and two. Yeah. Or do you think Fields is ahead of Wilson? 
I have no reason to think that right now. Okay. So of the rest, who is your favorite? Like if the Vikings had the third pick and didn't have. Mm -hmm. Then I'd want Justin Fields. Okay. I don't care what, but again, I think I'm wrong. That's fair. But your gut is telling you Fields. Him or Trey Lance. Okay. Is there anybody you don't like that you're like, if we drafted him, I would be like that. Again, I do this all the time. Like, especially when we got Daniel Jones, I was like, that doesn't feel right to me, but y'all should know more than I do. Yes. And you guys have talked to their scouts and probably high school science teachers and fucking measured everything. And you believe this is the guy. I believe you. Right. But if there was one guy that your team took that you'd be like, fucking why? Not in those top five. Okay. Like, I'm seeing here that Davis Mills, ESPN has it six from Stanford. I would probably be like, eh, that's not the guy. <laughs> that's my guy. Well, really, why? Yeah. Davis Mills was one of the most highly, like, touted guy coming out of high school. Uh-huh. And, when he, and if he would have went in the draft last year, which he could have gone, he would have been a top 10 pick. He decided to come back last year. Yeah. Right. Or this year, then missed the beginning of the season due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And he still ended up completing like 66% of his passes, Which seven touchdowns, deep. three picks, but just on a very shortened season. From And apparently, from what I'm reading, is that he was very impressive in his pro day. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, okay, I'm getting a bargain. Is he better than? all those other guys no. but the fact is is if i'm a team like the steelers or i'm a team like towards the back end of the first round and i may have to just move up a little bit i would take davis mills that's fun i think i just and and again i could be completely fucking wrong this guy never starts a game and he sucks (laughs) totally has happened i also like kellen mond a lot too but again like there's I, i just think this year has a deep quarterback class with like the top two being the top two. No, I agree. And cause I'm with you. Kellen Mond is interesting because uh, Chris Sims really loves Kellen Mond and the dude slung it this last year. Yeah. The could other one that that's, at Texas A&M maybe. The other thing uh, that could be interesting, maybe, I don't know if that's not the word, but a guy that could be a good like backup is like Sam Erlinger from Texas. Maybe. I don't, I don't know much about him. So. The sole yeah. person that's kept the Texas program even, like, somewhat afloat the last few years. Been a disaster. Yeah, but, like, without him, I don't know if they would have won any games kind of a scenario. Right. So he, he's another one that could be, like, a decent – granted, I have no idea what round he'd theoretically go in, but – That's fair. I also like and, – and this is – I'm not saying he's going to be, like, a star, but I'm interested to see – who gets and what happens with Peyton Ramsey from Northwestern? Just because when you see somebody take a team that like, I mean, listen, they won a big 10 championship last year and they did not, they didn't beat Ohio state. No, no, no. And he had like a 30 on his Wonderlic test or something. And <laughs> you know, again, not that that means anything, but that could, to me, what I've seen is the guys that score super high on that test, if they don't seem to have the like talent of a first rounder, 
those are guys that are just journeymen that stay in the league. So it'd be cool to see like, oh yeah, I remember when that guy got drafted and he's like the new Fitz magic in 15 years, you know? Could be. And he, he, I actually, you know, I've seen a lot of him the last few years and uh, I like him, you know, Northwestern has been a decent squad the last few years. It's like, we're looking at these guys and everybody has talked, you know, so much about these quarterbacks and it really is the thing that I'm most obsessed with, with the draft. I think I'm obviously a person that's super quarterback heavy and I get that there's more to it, but I just love the, the possibility of hitting the lottery with a guy. Uh, and that, yes. And that's what it is. And that's what like, yeah. who, who's going to be the ones that are lucky that hit the lottery with the guy that happens to fit their system. Like there's been this urban legend that's kind of come out this last few months that Patrick Mahomes didn't even know and wasn't even capable of identifying the Mike linebacker when he came into Kansas city. And so that first year for parts of it, people are like, what the fuck did we get ourselves into? And mm-hmm. then now, you know, he's the, next coming crazy dude and so it's all about yeah like you said finding that right kind of seam and fit right in there and the idea of that is fun like it would be really cool for to start hearing stories like week three in camp that like zach wilson is just insane and that he just happened to be buried kind of over at byu I can't wait, man. Yeah, and like I, I obviously want Sala to do well as a head coach. I, I guess you probably don't, but <laughs> What's that? you don't want Robert Sala to do well as a coach because then that means the Jets are winning games. I don't know. It's it's just the Jets. Yeah, it's man. Not- in another world, I want Matt Nagy to be a great coach, but right now, no. And and like I've heard great things about him, and like I, I do like what he's doing there. It's just. It's the Jets, man. I, I do think some teams, like, well, it comes down to these two sayings where, like, it matters where you get drafted, right? And, like, what situation you're drafted into. But at the same time, it also can – you can transcend that if you're someone special. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's who Trevor Lawrence is, though he's going to have a fucking hard time in Jacksonville, man. He might have a rough year. And I think Zach Wilson may also have a rough year. It's that that's what's so exciting to me about the rest of these guys. There's guys that might get drafted by the Steelers, you know, it's like what if the Steelers swoop down, like I said, into like 10 and grab somebody. And then if Ben gets hurt, somebody gets a chance with all those receivers to do something special, similar to what happened with Ben, honestly. Totally. No, you're right. Drafted 10th, you know, and then I think, did he, did he start his first game or did the player get, Regardless, Ben came in and won like every game the rest of the season. Yep. I I just think there's some teams that are good teams with quarterback issues. And that's where you want to go. But also there's a lot of pressure to go there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's important for that team to get the guy. But like, and maybe that's what San Francisco's thinking at three is they have a team that is a year removed from going to the Super Bowl and the injuries are what fucked them last year. So it's yeah. not like that team sucks. They have a phenomenal coach, a great team. And maybe that's what they're looking for is just a guy that's not going to fold under pressure in the playoffs. Cause they expect to make the playoffs and they expect them to be that dude, which is bonkers to me. Yeah. And especially it's bonkers because all the reports out there that it's Mac Jones or Trey Lance. And that's just like, it's crazy. But again, 
if you look like Kyle Shanahan's just done well with quarterbacks wherever the fuck he's gone. So at this point in time, it's kind of like, all right, Kyle, show me what you got, bud. We we were having this discussion off air about like I had like a, a little theory that I I thought through and after sleeping on it, I'm not as big of a fan of. But I'll say what I was telling you yesterday, real quick. I'll try to abbreviate it because it did get intense. But here, I think if you go you up this, to, I'm going to crack open a Zoa Energy drink. Zoa Energy, yeah, made by The Rock. And because of that, my roommate Sean bought two cases. Number one sponsor of hot takes and pancakes. <laughs> Not an ad. Uh, Sanford, like, I, I thought, I sat there for a second. I was like, no one really, and I'm sure there are some people that think Mac Jones is great. But, like, as far as people that I've heard or analysts or all this shit, no one has him at three. I think Chris Sims might have. Okay. He's an interesting one too, because like he just put out his mock draft today and everyone's like, the fuck are you doing? But he's also just had a lot of right calls the past few years. I know it's maybe, man. I don't know. It's just weird. Cause I'm like, Chris Sims also loves Kellen Mond. So like I said, like he's just like up or down. And so I feel like his, his, uh, his swing and swing and a miss rate is probably up there, but like, he's the one that told everyone like, yo, Lamar's going to be great. And like, just he's had a few things the last couple of years, but like this year, he loves like Zach Wilson one. He had like Kellen Mond or Matt Jones two, Kellen Mond like three. Did Trevor yeah. Lawrence after them? Oh, sorry. Trevor Lawrence was two then. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I will say this. I face looked like that. I, well, it's just funny. But yeah. at the same time, I am, I would say if, if Zach Wilson didn't end up on the Jets, I would have him ahead of Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> well, I just think the hype is so big around him. It has been since his freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where our emotions are taking us. But, like, the NFL is a different beast. And maybe I'm someone that just pays too much attention to little things. But and, – and I get where you can go, like, oh, it's good that – like that one interview he had. Oh, it's good that he – you know, his life isn't just football. And I'm like, yeah, that's great as a human being and as a person, but as my number one pick, I don't want him fucking saying that. Yeah. No, like you have to be the first one in the building and the last one to leave. And like preparation has to be incredible and insane. And especially if you're going to a team like Jacksonville with urban, I don't know, man. I I just, I'm worried for him. Interesting. up a little bit if he doesn't and the pressure's so high that if he doesn't look better than you know justin herbert or joe burrow these last couple of years that people are going to spit him up and chew him and or chew him up and spit him out go back to your san francisco thing yeah, yeah, yeah thank you the the niners going up there right and all reports are indicating he's going to take mac jones even though shanahan came out and said we like five guys which I said to you, bullshit. <laughs> I agree so much with you. There's no and way. We know it's bullshit. Everyone knows it's bullshit. Yeah. So like what? And I said to you that the one thing that's so weird to me is number one and number two are almost as good as done. We know who the fuck's going one and two, right? They haven't been secrets about it. It's pretty solid that it's going to go Lawrence and Wilson. So now we move to number three. What's with the like secrecy? Like I I get not saying who you're gonna take, but 
but like it's not important unless dun, unless dun, dun, dun. thinking about trading it which doesn't make sense if you traded up and gave away two first rounders over the next two years the only way it makes sense is if you did that before doing your due diligence knowing that that pick is its most valuable in the 11th hour after while New York is picking Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. And that may be when that pick is worth the most. So if you're San Francisco, you're like, cool, let's go there. Let's get our pick of the, one of the next three guys, you know, whether it be Mac Jones or Trey Lance or Justin Fields, let's check out all their shit, which they did. They went to all their pro days and stuff. And maybe they're just like, I think we are good where we are. Yeah. Uh, maybe Garoppolo is not the answer moving forward, but if we, you know, our two first rounders that we gave up to get here, we're expecting them to be late first rounders because we expect to be good now that we're not injured. And maybe we can trade with a team like the Lions or the Broncos, and they can give us all of their picks including the like ninth or the seventh. And then we get more than we gave and we're still sitting pretty. I think that there's no chance in hell that happens. I see what you're talking about because like, I mean, they moved from 12, right? That's they moved from 12 to three. Yeah. And then the Dolphins moved from 12 to 6. Well, because they... And then that Philly trade in there somewhere, too. Right, yeah, because Philly was 6. Okay. So, the Niners moved up from 12. And so, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Niners are now holding it. It sounds crazy, but maybe, you know, John Lynch and Shanahan had a boys' night, and they watched draft day, and they got inspired by Kevin Costner, and they were like... Yo, <laughs> let's do it. I mean, they are the team that convinced the Chicago Bears to move up one spot to draft future Hall of Famer Mitch Trubisky. And Mitchell. Mitchell Trubisky. Of the Buffalo Bills now. It's so fucking ridiculous. Um, maybe they're just trying to convince Atlanta because, it, like, no one knows who they're going to take. We can assume it's Mac Jones. We could assume it's Trey Lance. It still could be Justin Fields. And maybe that's why he's falling so far as everyone believes they're going to take him there. And this has all just been a giant fuck screen. Have you watched draft day recently? No, but I loved it. Great poll, by the way, from you on that. But like, it's ridiculous, dude. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. He, he's on the phone of the GM. He goes, I want my picks back. And I want David Putney, you pancake eating motherfucker. So awesome. I was like, fuck yes. This is what this movie is. Oh my god, it's so Chadwick ridiculous. Bozeman. What? Chadwick Bozeman was in that. He played the linebacker. Yeah. Dude, it was so dope. <laughs> that, I loved that movie. And it was it was not a good it wasn't like it was just, it's the psychological it's the thing that I love about the draft was yeah. that movie. That and, makes sense. Yeah. And so maybe the Niners don't move and they take Mac Jones, but to me you can get Mac Jones at four. And if you are undecided on which one's your favorite, why are you at three? 
And that's what I think that, you know, the smoke and mirrors can come from all sorts of directions. And I think that they have somebody that they want and they will take them at three. Okay. You might be right. And you're probably like you right. Said, it's even yes. more so like, even I, I keep thinking of like, even if you're, you're right. And they're like, Oh, we made a massive mistake. I don't think that they'd admit that to themselves, even for that matter. I just think that they're making it look like they're so undecided. The only reason that's beneficial to them is that somebody will call them them for it. Mm-hmm. And it might be a team like Atlanta. I know you're saying like who they're going for pits, but like if Atlanta is like, fuck, we really like Mac Jones or we really like, but, and we're afraid we're not going to get him, So we'll take Kyle Pitts. And then hearing San Francisco is like, we'll really take anybody. If you're Atlanta, you're like, fuck, they're leaning towards Mac Jones. They don't seem to be certain on anyone. Like maybe we move up and give them a second rounder. Then San Francisco, you know, doesn't, maybe they don't want Mac Jones and they just knew Atlanta did. Right. And so they're playing that same card that they did with Chicago where they fucked Chicago, which is hysterical. And then maybe that's John Lynch just thinking he can do it again. I don't know. It just I, I look at it and I, I look at ulterior motives for everything that people are doing right now. And they're being interviewed like crazy. Like they're the, the sweet spot in the draft where you're like, what happens at three is going to determine so much. They're the new focal point for sure. Yeah. And it'll start to move. I think three, three and four are very interesting. After that, I don't know, man. Do you th- Okay. So how many quarterbacks go in the top 10? It's tough. Um, one, two, three. I would say probably four. I think it ends up being five. Yeah. Well, and see, I'm even saying four just by like assuming that there's a trade up. Cause I think the first three are quarterbacks. I don't think a quarterback goes four or five or six or seven. Um, I think somebody trades up before Denver picks and Denver ends up with the fifth. And that could be the case then, because I think Denver is going to snag one, potentially. Unless they hate the – like, that's the thing. We're, you know, we're making this assumption that everybody likes the top five. And Denver's just so in love with Drew Locke. <laughs> so weird, man. I know. But I think that's the other thing. A lot of these guys, a lot of these teams are trying to convince other teams that they're not going to take a quarterback. Yeah. That's something that's happening. I think Detroit is doing that. I think Denver's doing that. I think Carolina's doing that. And maybe even Atlanta, because they don't want teams to trade ahead of them. They don't want it to look like they are. But those are a lot of teams that might want to. Doesn't mean they will, but if the right the guy that they likes there, they might. I, th- I can see Philly trading up, which is weird because they traded back. But I, I think for them, what it was is they wanted to see how it played out. And then New England. New England is fascinating. Again, the fact that you're hearing reports that they might trade down. Yeah. To me, means like that's all recent, and that could be them trying to put stuff out there so that if you're a team that's like, like if you're Denver, you're like, I don't have to trade up to seven or to six or to five to get a quarterback because nobody ahead of me is, and nobody really behind me seems like they want to. That's gonna, I, I think, New England and Las Vegas. And even Washington and Chicago have the capability to try trade up to 10 mm-hmm. or before Denver at eight is really what it is. I think Carolina 
if they don't want one of the top five quarterbacks and they're happy with Darnold, then they will get rid of that pick. You're right. I, I can see the Carolina and or Detroit. That could be a big one. That's fun. So fun. Can't wait. <laughs> Great. Right on. Did you want to discuss anything else? Is there any other like mm. quarterback movement type shit? You know, like the Saints re-signed Jameis. Yeah. Washington uh, football team has previously discussed signed Fitzmagic, so they're set for the <laughs> future. Forever, yeah, it's really forever. Yeah, there's the quarterback who must not be named right now. I, I have a question for that, and I don't want to get too much into it because nothing has really come out other than it's really just fucking sad that it yes. happened. Not only for football fans, but also that a guy would do that to 22 women or however many fucking women it's at right now. And even though he has not been, you know, found guilty, it it's, it doesn't look good. It kind of is a good point. Cause when you and I were texting about it, it was just like when it hit either seven or nine, I can't remember. I think you text me and you're like, all right, I think we can assume at this point in time that something was done. And let's say even if it was nine, that was like, 11 people ago i also sorry i'm bad at math and this might be an unpopular opinion or there might be people out there that agree with me but i'm definitely of the and i used to think like the first time you heard something and it maybe it's the way that we've been trained to think but that especially when it happens to an athlete or celebrity like it's almost for some reason my first instinct is to go money and i hate that I, I do too. But, and also when the first one came out, Watson came out with that, that, you know, that Twitter statement being like, this is just a cash grab. They asked for me for a hundred thousand dollars and all that. And so, but like, you know, 22 later, and it would have been 23, but one girl dropped her suit just because they have to publicly reveal their identities. That's what's crazy that they, they were made to do that, which is also crazy because I do know of people that are you know, sexual assault survivors that talk about the, how difficult it is to number one, talk about, Mm -hmm. and number two, to, you know, accuse the person is not easy. And until people go through it, it's hard to understand. And so from a society standpoint, we've been taught to just believe if someone's doing that, that, and it's later than like immediate, we think that they're lying especially the fact that we love the guy like before it happened we love the guy that's being accused like he was the guy that i thought the whole football off season rested on and it kind of did <laughs> it 100 percent did and like you know now the texans are gonna be you know tyrod is gonna get another shot because they luckily signed him in the offseason just to be a backup what do they do all right, so so I do want to bring this back to a football standpoint. They will have to hang on to him. I don't see him playing this season. No, I, I don't think he's uncertainty. I don't think he's going to play again. I personally uh, see that as a big possibility as well. I think he's going to go to jail for a long time. Well, right now it's all civil suits, so that all kind of depends on if they just bring any criminal action. I don't think, I think the NFL is going to make, going to bar. So that's it. But like, as far as like what the Texans, you know, right now, like I said, it's just 22 civil suits. So civil is just financial based. 
there's no criminal suits filed yet all the houston da has all that information they haven't said and here's what what like you look at too is like they haven't been like we're behind him which is smart they shouldn't and they won't and but it's also like they know that he's going to be guilty like the second that they know i think they drop him and that's what they just can't do it yet. It all just goes off to like, you know, it's a bad look, kind of like what I mentioned earlier. And so like, I'm, I'm even wondering, like, even if like there's, it's still murky in September, like, and he would be available to play if like the NFL hasn't, let's say, finished their investigation, the civil suits are still pending, there's no criminal stuff yet, like, and he's available to play, like, would the Texans play him? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think he's going to play another snap in the NFL. Which is crazy. Crazy. Like you um, said, it's sad. But it's sad on a lot of fronts. But anyway, going back to it, that is in, they don't have a first round pick. <laughs> which is hysterical. To me yeah. Because and I kind of wish they did because could you imagine if the Texans were at three where they were supposed to be like a while ago? Like imagine the Texans at three right now. Yeah. What like what are they like do they draft it it's weird that would be they would have to they have to i think they're kind of fucked for a while yeah thanks to bill o'brien and now deshaun watson and and it's funny too when we were talking actually front office like they can go fuck themselves like i mean we've heard they suck so it's like it's kind of like coming back to haunt them as well that poor chief's assistant that got the head coaching job like that's been an assistant coach for like 40 years and he finally gets his shot and this is what the buzzsaw he has to walk into crazy i'm the texans are a mess and Imagine if they would have traded him when Deshaun wanted to be traded. Guess what they are wishing they would have done every fucking day. Fucking nuts, man. Right on. All right, man. Let's do that. I say then we have the draft coming Thursday or, you know, that could be tomorrow or today whenever I can get this bad boy edited. Fuck yeah. We will watch the draft because we love it. You more than me, it sounds like. For sure. I just, I get excited I'm about television in the Super Bowl Capalbo over here. It's really just like a soap opera for me. It's like, <laughs> I will be in Mexico next week. Okay. So I don't know. We'll figure out when we can do like a post draft wrap up. Yeah. It works for me, man. My, uh, my travels aren't doing us any favors. And I was about to say like, I can bring my stuff with me to Cancun, but I don't know if I want to. <laughs> ah, dude. Just wait till yeah. you get back. And we got to go from there. I think we can find – What's that? Let's do it live when you get back. Yeah, and that's what – I'll come over. Fuck yeah. It'll be good to see you. We can have pancakes, as in the name Hot Takes and Pancakes, if you Can't forgot. Wait. Can't wait. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. Awesome, dude. Hey, good chatting with you. Good chatting with you, dude. Thanks for making Come me on. do this. Later. Bye. Don't come around and say something